getting ready for the world's greatest Arsenal podcast. Welcome to another podcast by Guns and Yellow Ribbons. Enjoy the show. Hello and welcome to another episode of Guns and Yellow Ribbons. I'm Fergus, I'm your host. Today we're going to look at the West Ham game, uh, another London derby for Arsenal, uh, this time against West Ham. We also look back at the Olympiacos draw. Uh, I'd say the Olympiacos game and the Europa League draw. Today I am joined by, as usual, old man Trev, uh, Don, uh, uh, Dan, I do any podcast pots, and from the Highbury squad, the Princess Gooner, uh, herself Amanda. How are we, everybody? Trev, how are you? No pink beard today? We were just talking about your pink beard a minute ago. Yeah, no, no pink beard today. We're back to the uh, suave silver look today. Make the most. It's coming off this way. I'm, I'm, I'm shaving my beard off this week. It's doing me nothing. It's doing me nothing. A bit like Arsenal's form at times. Doing me nothing. A bit like you, actually. You do me nothing as well. So, yeah, it's, it's going to come off this week. But we've got to be in a yeah. good mood this week. Can we? How can you lose a game against Olympiacos and play not that well, but still be in a fantastic mood at the end of the week? Eh? I wonder no, why. why. <laughs> Sweet Caroline. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> Potsy, how are you? Yeah, good, cheers, man. Good to be on. Nice to share a platform with you. Loving Trev's uh, £150 million uh, attire here that he keeps buying. I tell you what, Cronky's going to love uh, old Trev, isn't he? The amount of, amount of merchandise he buys, unbelievable. But good to be on. I need to get in touch with my uh, my friend in Wuhan to um you know, Oh, to, God, here we go. He can knock them out. Oh, my God, Fergus. Wuhan. Cronky sent me... Fergus doesn't thing. buy it. This is what Fergus does. He don't like Cronky having the money, so he gives it to his mate over in China. <laughs> <laughs> Princess Amanda, how are you? Welcome to Guns and Yellow Ribbons from the Highbury Squad. How are you? Oh, I'm good. Thank you for having me. Nice to be invited back again. So must be doing something well. I keep getting invited back. Well, you keep on getting invited on to Guns and Yellow Ribbons, but like you know, not everybody is as um, no. cordial. No, you know, they're not, are they? We won't anybody up, will we? <laughs> no, but I when had. You invite, um, when you invite Amanda on, she she says stuff like, "I don't talk about transfers. I don't want to go on that one. I want to go on this one, Dan." So I thought, well, no, I don't do anything to do with rumors, transfers. It bores the life out of me. I tell Kevin Soph that they never are. I never go on that show. I don't get it. Uh, if someone signs, I'll then come and talk about it. But what's the point in going, it's like looking in a sweet shop and it's shut and going, I'll have that one. And then the sweet shop opens and it's not there anymore. It's just like walking past right. the pub these days, isn't it? Yeah, literally like like that. <laughs> but just to let everyone know, I had, my, um, I had my jab yesterday and I feel fine. I'm quite shocked. I thought I was going to be ill today. Maybe you got some really good medical advice yeah. from somebody. <laughs> well, quite a few people told me what to do. I did follow. Yeah. I did have paracetamol and water. Same. and hmm? Princess, I was the same. I had the jab. No worries at all. It's only lightweights like Fergus that pretend they're poorly. Only a man like Fergus it. could go into... Could go into Hello, hospital Fergus. and come out with more injuries than he went in with. <laughs> yeah. this, is, this is true. <laughs> the only thing I would say is just slightly here, just slightly an ache. Nothing. Yeah. Like, I forgot I had, I had it when I woke up this morning. I was like, I was expecting to have shivers and like flu-like symptoms. <laughs> Everyone who I know has really struggled for a couple of days, but... I think it's a right mixed bag. It's a right mixed bag. A bit yeah. like Arsenal these days. Everyone's like different, Arsenal. of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> 
I Sorry, went to have mine and uh, I went to have mine, dropped my trousers, thought what's going on here, and realised actually it wasn't uh, wasn't for my jab at all. <laughs> Too much information. <laughs> I apologise on behalf of him. Okay, <laughs> I apologise right, to everyone we're, watching we're, this. I am of course joking. Look... I haven't had mine. No, uh, you wouldn't. We, You're we too are... young. We are going to look at the Olympiacos game first of all. Then we'll look at when Team News comes out, we'll look at the West Ham game, what we expect from that. So Olympiacos, we went into the Olympiacos game in a pretty <laughs> comfortable situation, a 3-1 um, from the game in Greece. And, you know, we were comfortable right throughout the first half of that game. Some nerves started to show when El Abri, or whatever he's called, uh, shot um, his first shot found the net uh, off a deflection of Gabriel. Um uh, and you know it could have gone. It got nervous because they knocked us out of Europa, uh, Europa League last season and knocked us out of uh, round of thirty-two. Um, they never really built upon that. Dan, what did you make of the the game? As uh, uh, Trev alluded to, we came out of a, a, with a loss, but yet again, a big smile on our face. What what did you make of the game overall? Yeah, obvious reasons why we had a smile on our face at the end of the game. It was nothing to do with our game. Um, I thought it was lackluster. I think the boys turned up and realised that. Um, they were probably going to go through unless we imploded and we didn't do that. Um, but, and there is a huge but, they could have, you know, they had chances. Um, they really did. And it looked to me as if it was a game of people missing chances on both ends because Aubameyang, I don't know what was happening with him. Um, a couple of chances there. Not so much the one where you expected him to slot it home in the first half, but when he went through one-on-one -on -one in the second, you're just thinking, this is a goal, Aubameyang's bread and butter. Um, completely scoffs it. So he was poor. Um, I don't think our midfield has been good for a long, 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 long time. And I don't know what's happening with our midfield this year. It seems that whoever we play in there, it doesn't seem to be okay unless it's Granite Xhaka and Thomas Party. Any other combination, the midfield is weak. Um, and I hate Granite Xhaka, don't get me wrong, but I can see why he's playing next to Thomas Party because we ain't got anyone else that could be good enough for, the, for this, you know? It really is bad. Um, so apart from that, a game of missed chances, it was for me, um, let's forget about it and move on because we got through. We need to be happy that we're through. It's all that mattered was that we went through in this game, this fixture. Um, so let's hope that we can um, forget about those performances and start to see a run of good games now because <clears throat> we beat Olympiacos, obviously won the North London derby, and then we put in an absolute terrible performance like that it's just like let's have three games that are good yeah let's not have one that's great one that's awful because that's all i keep seeing this season i want to see three or four games in a row which has some consistent performances so it, it, that's what i'm looking is there, for. An, is there an argument to say with uh that particular game the olympiacus game though that um it was a good performance because we went into it with um uh, uh, an objective of not to lose and just to get through and not to get anybody injured uh, we lost no players um, you know, Party didn't complete another 90 minutes, but he got a run out. Martinelli got a bit of a run out. Uh, not much, but it was something. Um, mm. I, I thought I thought it was an achievement, even though it was lacklustre and really boring for us to watch on Zoom. Yeah, I think results-wise, of course, you're happy with it, aren't we? We're all happy that we went through. Job done. But when you look at the performance, it was shoddy, being polite, I suppose. Um, I didn't look at that and think... I don't think anybody played exceptionally well, if I'm honest with you. Um, good to see Martinelli, you know, I think that when Arteta came out, I said to Lee Judges last week, I said when he came out in that press conference and said, there's nothing that this kid's doing wrong, it's all my fault, 
I'm glad he's accepted that because it is his fault that he's not been playing. And as soon as he did that, I thought he's going to play now. You watch. And he come on for 10, with 10 minutes. And I thought he looked good, Ferg. I thought he looked good. He looked lively. Um, looked like to me it was going to be something where you have an understanding of uh, of making something happen with this kid. I really like him and I want to see more of him. And hopefully he gets to play uh, some minutes yeah. today as well. Trev, a very unprofessional professional performance, Matt says. Uh, just showing, again, some ain't good enough. Uh, who did you think wasn't good enough? Aubameyang? Does he well, worry you at the moment? Matt's exactly right, Fergus. Matt is exactly right. He's nailed it. And Dan hit the nail on the head there. We've, we've made changes and we can put a, a very strong side out onto the field. But if you look below that level, when we need when we play in Europe and we need to bring some of some fresh faces in and give the team a bit of a refresh, those that sit just below the top level are not quite good enough still. And it showed against Olympiacos. Um when when we bought on on party in Odegaard and then later in the game, Martinelli. Dan's right about Martinelli. Martinelli looked like he really wanted to make a point. We looked a different side again, although we didn't get the equaliser, we looked a lot less like conceding. Albama Yang was the worry of the night for me, Fergus. You said about Albama Yang. I so want Albama Yang to get his form back and score goals. I love the lad. I love his attitude. I don't care about him being late. That's booked behind us. We don't even need to raise that anymore. But I'm desperate for Albama Yang to, to get his shooting boots back. It, it, I feel sorry for him in a way. And Dan mentioned the, the chance, the first chance he had, Fergus, I found it shocked me. It really shocked me because he's got a minute. He's in front of goal, and Albamiang's trademark finish, as we all know, Albamiang's trademark finish is for him to wait for the goalkeeper to make his commitment and chip it over the top, it. just like he, just like he did when he missed the second chance. You know, just like he did when he missed the second chance. But the first chance, it was made for his. It was made for his trademark finish, and he didn't. He tried to blast it, and when he blasted it, I thought, oh Jesus. The, the man, I don't know if he's lost his confidence or what, but something's not right. And that's not having a pop at Aubameyang. I love Aubameyang. I want Aubameyang to score loads of goals again. But I was worried. He was the most worrying thing to come out of that game for me, Fergus, to be honest, mate. Amanda, do we have a weak underbelly? Especially when it comes to like Olympiakos. Olympiakos knocked us out uh, last year. But generally speaking, do we have a weak underbelly? If we don't... Defensively, I think we've improved. Uh, I think uh, our away points total is 20 points, um, which is equal to our total away points of last season. Um, and in all competitions, we just seem to get get found up. And Bamiyang not firing, Lacazette needing, needing probably five or six shots to score a goal. Does that show weakness in our squad, Amanda? Well, yeah. I mean, there is a... <laughs> We're not the strongest of teams, are we? But I, I would like to go back on a couple of things. We're in an awkward position. We were 3-1 up. It's very mm. hard to come out because you don't want to risk it. So I think they played with some hesitancy. And it wasn't great to watch. I agree with all your points about Bamiang. I don't know what the hell's going on. Um, I would like to ask Dan something, though. Dan, what well, Arteta came out and said, me playing Martinelli's all my, not playing Martinelli's all my fault. We actually heard him say that. Yeah, on the website. So if you go on the website, he said yeah. it's clearly my it's, it's purely my fault. He's doing nothing wrong in training. Um, and then all of a sudden he plays. Right. So, so I heard that he had a slight niggling shin injury, um, shin splints, or whatever it was, don't know what it was, but I, I heard this, and I think he thinks that it's his fault that he's overprotected him. 
that's what I think he means by that because I've not read that anyway. I'm not saying it's wrong, Dan, if it's on the website, but I think maybe he was just being concerned because, you know, if you're a manager of a club, you want to win every game. No manager goes into a game thinking, I'm not going to play him because I don't want to win. He wants to pick his best 11 to beat that team that he's facing. And if he didn't think Martinelli was up to it, I mean, we've all been querying, haven't we? Where is he? Where is he? Uh, no more, more than you and Soph. But me and Kev are saying there's got to be something behind it. And maybe the... I think the, that's what it is. I think I he's think been an overprotected father. Yeah, I think that's what it is. I think he didn't, for whatever reason, he didn't see that Martinelli was the best option in his first eleven. No, I disagree, uh, Dan, because we all know what Martinelli can bring. I think we can all see that. Uh, we can all see that. But maybe he's just been a bit overprotective of his injuries and he doesn't want to get another one. Like how he's played party in the last few weeks has been perfect. He's played him and brought him off because he keeps getting injured, doesn't he? So th I, I think... Probably he's saying, I've been too overprotective and now's the time to let him go. That's what I think. And obviously it's open to interpretation. Well, but it was pretty... Uh, go on. After a game, uh, after a game a couple of weeks ago, after a game a couple of weeks ago, I, I'm sure this ain't my old brain playing me up here, I, but Arteta came out and he said on the television that Martinelli was training well. He was, he was putting in maximum effort in training, showing a great uh, character and a great spirit. And um, that he would get his chance in due time. Now, how do you read that from Arteta? How do you read that? I mean, I've always got, I'm always got it word for word there because I remember rewinding it and listening carefully to what he said about Martinelli. Because, like the rest of you, we're all desperate to know what he needs to do. You know? Yeah, I, th I think I think if you look at the Martinelli situation, I think it's a combination of somewhere where Dan is to somewhere where Amanda is. I think the guys had. Uh, a very major injury, mm. and he's recovered from that. He's a young guy. Okay, some people say if you're young that you're made of, of sponge and you just come back. But then again, you know, those injuries can be more serious on young bones. Um, plus, he's building up and developing those pictures. Somebody put in our WhatsApp group from two years ago to compare, compared to what he is now. He's built like a brick shit house now in comparison to how he was two years ago. Language. I think it's a combination of that. And then maybe... Uh, Arteta being overprotective of the guy. Um, I don't think he's lack of faith in him. I think he just doesn't want to put him out there, injure him and knock him out yeah, completely. Yeah, that's what I think. I, 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 yeah. I disagree with you, Amanda, in the way that he's managing party because I think you either rest party for three or four games uh, and get him fully fit and bring him back on and let him play no. 90 minutes. Are these 50 well, minutes, 50 minutes, 50 minutes, 50 minutes, 50 minutes. He's got to get him some form. Thanks, Trev. But he's got to get him some form of match fitness. He's not. You don't rest a player for three weeks. They come back match fit. They've got to get match fit. But I think the way he's doing it, Fergus, is perfect because he was playing him for full games and then he was getting injured. So bring him on for a period of time. That that's that's what I think. But obviously, you're entitled to your opinion. But it's working. Yeah. If listen, I I think I think this season is. Trevor is such a troublemaker. I know he is. Uh, it, I think the season is, is is almost like a, a bit of a write-off. Obviously, we're going to get little or nowhere in the league, probably. Hang on. It's oh. all on it's all it's all on the it's all on the Europa League. <laughs> and, and, and I 
I, I don't think it's just for Arsenal uh, a write-off. I think it's for a lot of teams because it's a weird season with no fans and everything else. The players, it, it's all very, very strange for, for them. Hang on. Hello. Oh, so Hello. unprofessional. That's my, my mother-in-law, so she can do what she likes. <laughs> <laughs> She's um, your mother-in-law, she can. Yeah, yeah. but I, I, think, I think maybe easing players in and trying new things with with formations and stuff this season is the right season to do it because next season once the fans are back in the stadium uh they won't get away with that but fergus um, he's not doing that he's not tr he's not easing them in for he's doing it because party and shaka are our best midfield so if if, right. if party's fit and shaka's fit that's it that's our midfield as dan said nothing else really works does it um unfortunately but uh, look we Fergus, could go on about Fergus, this part, listen, listen. and I don't think it's a write-off as well Fergus. because no, the Europa League, is, as, as John says, the Europa League. It's all on on, on the Europa League uh, for me. Go, go on, Trevor. You were going to. I've got about, the only I've cup got we about, can win. Sorry, go on. I've got about a twenty-five second delay here, and it's doing my editing. So I'm sorry if I'm cutting you all off, but I'm not quite keeping up with you. I think it's my age. I just wanted to, Fergus, I just wanted to talk about something along the Arteta lines, but changing the subject slightly. Have any of you not read Arteta's interview on the Sky Sports website? Uh, had a today? He's given an exclusive interview to, to Sky Sports. And uh, I read it and then I read it again. I, I, I just want, I want people, Dan, I'd love you to read it, mate. And tell me what you think about it after. I think it's one of the best interviews I ever read. I've ever read. He's, feel, he's actually lifted my confidence in him with what he's said. You know, he's admitted a few mistakes. He's admitted where we've improved, and he's admitted what he's done and what he still needs to do. It's, it's, it's so pleasing. And I tell you what, he has the one thing he's raised as well is that he said, and these were his words. I wrote them down. Sometimes we concede very little in terms of chances but still concede a goal, right? For, which, which is clearly saying that the defence has improved and we've got a couple of mistakes out in language, isn't it? Mm -hmm. And I don't know if you guys have noticed, but against Olympiacos and against Tottenham, Leno did not play the short ball under pressure. Leno didn't. He, he, he put it longer. A lot. Yeah, exactly, Amanda. Exactly, Amanda. Because it's going to save us goals. Go on. You know what it is, Trev? He needs to mix it up. Not always the short ball, yeah, not always the long ball. Use your common yeah. sense. I'm sorry, yeah. I blame him for both of those goals. He put Shaka under pressure and he put, was it Sabayas under pressure? And I'm not, uh, but those two are to blame as well. It's a 50 50 thing here. But everyone that's saying, oh, it's not Leno, you've got to use your common sense. If you can see a player's going to be under pressure, don't do it. It's not Leno. Um, <laughs> <laughs> we, we had we had a long discussion about this, and I'm conscious that I, it comes into Leno bashing from me. Uh, if I keep on going on about Leno, um, he's a good keeper. Oh, you started him off there. now, Amanda. Um, I should have been uh, warned, yeah. shouldn't I, before I came on? Uh, listen, um, <laughs> we, we we saw that 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 lot down the road. We switched over after our game for a little bit of excitement, and we we cheered on um, we cheered on uh, their opposition, and we watched them. Go into a goal, a game two 0 up and lose three two to a fantastic hat, hat trick as well. Uh, but it, it was good. We were sitting, I was sitting watching uh, Dan sitting on his sofa with his mum and dad jumping.
jumping around because I was a minute behind on on the app, and they were jumping around the front room when that third goal went in. <laughs> it was just, it was a joy to see. It was absolutely brilliant. But into the draw, uh, we got Slavia Prague, uh, and we know everything is surrounding them. And you know, people are talking about them getting kicked out of the competition. We're not going to go into that one because I think it's just a can of worms. Uh, I just find the whole thing disgusting. Is all I'll say on that. What a um, trip, and then what a trip we're missing, boys. What a trip, boys. Oh, yes. Excuse me for this. Prague, Prague is one of the finest. It's one of the finest trips there is. Great beer. Get out that bloody Westminster Square. Get some great beer for about 50p a pint. It's, it's a wonderful city. And I'm I'm absolutely gutted that we cannot go to Prague for that one. It's the worst of the lot so far for me. It's the worst of the lot Trev, so far I, for me. I would have gone via Dresden where my daughter lives. So I, and that's only a couple of hours away uh, to, to Prague. So mm. I would have had a, a night in Dresden down for a night into Prague with the boys and girls at the football uh, and then uh, back up to Dresden a couple of days there and home. To be fair, nice though, one. I wouldn't want to go with those sort of fans. Not oh, our fans, they're, obviously. Yeah, yeah, their fans, yeah. after what I've seen. <laughs> Yeah, no, and I've seen the banner, and unfortunately, you get an awful lot of that right across uh, the Eastern Bloc. Um, just, yeah. They're just in a completely different era, unfortunately. Um, but listen, if we get past Prague, which in, they've knocked out Leicester, they've not knocked out Rangers, uh, we then either uh, play Dynamo K uh, Kiev or we meet Emery again um, in Villarreal in the semi-final. And then ultimately, by the way, it's looking... It, could quite possibly be yeah. an all England final oh uh, with with uh, Arsenal versus Man United. Um, I don't like Trev. this. I don't like this. I don't Trev, like this. Trev, Trev, I don't like Trev, it. Trev, don't like Trev, it. Trev, don't like it. I don't like it. Dan, I don't think Dan, he, he likes like it. it. I don't like it. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't like it. Dan, <laughs> it's a, don't, get head, burgers. don't get too far ahead, Don't get too far ahead, I know what you mean. Well, mind you, Kiev's better than Prague, let me tell you. Kiev's better than Prague. Sweet Caroline. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> have you so been drinking, Trev, again? Of course I have. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Trev don't like uh, it. No, he don't like it. Uh, but, it. But surely, you know, that we've got – we have – okay, there's nothing nothing written in uh, for sure, but that's got to be the easiest route to the final, Dan, don't you think? Oh no! Yeah, I was, I was happy. I was happy with the draw. Um, no game is easy. Prague's going to be very hard. They play very good football, and Leicester and Rangers come unstuck because of it. So we need to be aware of that. Um, I will correct you though. It's not Kiev. It's Zagreb. That's the grab. Yes. Uh, yeah. um, so um, it's going to be Zagreb or Villarreal. Um, I don't want Unai Emery to come back to haunt us, but I'm not getting carried away. Um, we need to get through uh, against Prague first. Obviously, it's nice to avoid Manchester United because although we have done well against them under Arteta um, versus Oli, there are they are the best team in the draw. That's why they're favourites, and I wanted to avoid them. I also wanted to avoid Ajax or Roma, and we've managed to do that as well. So, you're right, Fergus. It is a nice, kind-ish draw if mm. you're looking at it on paper. Um, but yeah, we've seen this before. This this team. It can't be trusted, so we need to make sure that we go into these games with the best chance, and that's by having the strongest 11 available um, for those games. And if that means we have to rest players in the league, then I'm with you, Fergus. We sacrifice that game and we go for a run in this Europa League. That's the way I see it. Um, so, yeah, the draw for me is, is probably, if I was to draw it myself, I would have probably picked something like that on paper. So we have to be happy. 
Amanda, football isn't played on paper, is it? No. Do you, uh, do you know what? I I can't call it this season. Um, I couldn't face, I've got too many United friends if it got to the final. I don't I never, ever want to play an English team in the Europa or Champions League final. Horrible. But if it's meant to be and we get to the final, I'll take that. But I'm just looking at the next game, Slavia Prague. That's it. Right. Uh, we got the West Ham game coming up uh, shortly. Um, and the team news should be out soon. Trevor, what are you expecting about the West Ham game? They are without Fornells, Ogbanga. Oh, I'm great with my pronunciation. <laughs> Makasu, and Yarmolenko, um, who all remain out due to injury. Uh, Saka is uh, a doubt. Possibly mm -hmm. he's in a late fitness test because of uh, the injury picked up in the London derby. And should, who would you have starting? Lacazette or Aubameyang? Trev? Uh, do you know what? I've, I've, I do it every week. I write down the team I'd like to start and I've put down Laka stroke Alba because I couldn't make my mind up. But I honestly think at the moment I'd probably swing towards Lacazette. Fergus, I think that Lacazette combines with our youngsters just behind the forwards better. I think he, he leads them better and I, I think that's what we need at the moment. Don't forget West Ham. You can make a case for West Ham being the best team in London at the moment. They're a cracking side and I've seen a bit of that suit check. What a player he is. Yeah, eh? he you is, know, isn't he? He really is a class act. I'd love to see him in the red and white. But uh, if we were at the top of our game and, and we put our best side out and, and we're on form, then there's no reason why we can't beat it. If, if, if Leno keeps reading the defence well and plays the long ball instead of putting our defence under pressure, I think I'd like to see Cedric in at right back instead of Bellerin, although I've got nothing against Bellerin. I just think Cedric toughens up that right-hand side. I want to see Luis and Gabriel start in the, in the centre-half positions again because... I. I I'm not an overly a lover of Louise, but you can't fault the fact he's been playing well. And, and I'm a firm believer that you form centre-half pairings. The more centre-half pairings play together, the better they get, in my view. So I'd like to see Louise and Gabriel. Obviously, Tierney on the left. Xhaka and Party pick themselves at the moment, hopefully. And then it's that, that three, isn't it? This is where, we, where we've got so much to choose from. It's that three that play behind the forward at the moment. By the way, I love the fact that we've left the back five behind. I love the fact that we've left the back five behind and we're playing these three players further up the field. And for me, playing in front of Jack and Party, for me today, I'd like to see Smith Rowe, Odegaard and Saka play behind uh, with, with Lacazette in front of them. That would do me nicely. I don't think, in my view, we could put a better side out than that, Fergus. Uh, Amanda, if Saka's not fit, would you? What, who would you slot in in his place? Would you have Pepe out on that other wing? Uh, and would you have a different side to what um, Trevor's mentioned? No, because on, on the Highbury Squad pod on Thursday night, Friday night, no, Friday night, I, I, what Trevor said is what I chose. That's exactly what I would have. Um, yeah, if Saka's not fit, and we really mustn't risk him. And I don't want him going out next week on the internationals either. He should be rested. Um, but I know he wants to play for England. Um, I'd have Pepe, yeah. Yeah. Mm. I, I, I think at the moment, Lacazette's the one with the confidence. I don't know what we do with Aubameyang at the moment. I've said it for months. Kevin and I have argued about this. I've never known a player to literally demise so quickly over a whole season. Players have seven, eight, nine, ten bad matches, but not as many as this. I think all season we've seen him play well twice, three times. Obviously, we know that he's got personal issues. 
Um, but personal issues don't stop you being late to the North London derby. And what Arteta did, I'm 100% behind with, with defining him. I know we don't have to go into that, but yeah, I play Pepe. Um, Dan, um, a win today would be a massive sign of our improvement under Arteta, especially, as I said earlier, 20 away points so far this season, which matches our away form from last season. Does it show progress under um, Arteta? Do you trust the process? And I'm coming to you with this question, and you know why. <laughs> well, this trust the process isn't the worst sentence I've ever heard in my life. I can't I stand know. it. <laughs> um, I've been trusting a process for 16 years since we knocked our stadium down, ain't we? Jesus. Um, so, yeah, it, I, I said that I wanted to see Olympiacos and Spurs results, and I got that. So that's the start for me. Um, now we need to build on this. Um, the league for me, is it doesn't really matter where we finish if it isn't fourth, but... I'd like to see us obviously finish as high as we can, but I don't want to sacrifice the Europa League because of that. Um, so I think it's going to be very, very uh, easy for us to be okay with this game today because we don't have Europa League for a couple of weeks. We've got the international break, so we go all out for it today. In terms of team news, I think Aubameyang will start. I think Saka will play on the right if he's fit, which I think he probably will be. And with Trev, I think Erdegaard and Smith-Rowe will be number 10 and left again because that worked really well. Thomas Partey and Granite Xhaka in the middle. I think Pablo Maria will get the start ahead of Gabriel. I just think that he, he seems to like Gabriel and Luis for the Europa. I think Pablo Maria will probably start next to David Luis. I think Cedric will come back at right back, Tierney left back and Leno in goal. That's what I expect it will be. I know it's out in a couple of minutes, isn't it? But that's what I think will happen. Um, I just think with Lacazette and Aubameyang, one of them is our future and one of them isn't. And I think that he's going to stick with the future. And I think that's Aubameyang. I don't think Lacazette's going to be here next year. Thought he was awful in the North London derby, absolutely dreadful. And I thought Bang Man was shocking on Thursday. So it's not really great at the moment between those two. Um, like Trev says, that's why he didn't really know who to go with. I probably would go with Abamyang just because I think that Abamyang needs to lads. keep going. You know. Yeah, I think I think Dan, I've got a lads, team like this in French. Yeah, you're in for a shock. Let me tell you, we're in we're in for some shocks here. Have you got the one with um, Pepe starting? Uh no. I've got the one okay. with Aubameyang and Lacazette starting. Mm. Okay, I'm just waiting on team news to and come up. I can't see it on my thing. And Dan's right about Mari, if this is right. Saka. Uh, go on. Read out the starting lineup because I'm just waiting for it to come up on here. Yeah, I've got it. Go on. Yeah. Go on, Trev. Yeah, Saka's playing. <clears throat> right, it's, it's, it's Leno in goal. Chambers at right-back, Louise and Mari in the middle, Tierney at left-back, Partey and Xhaka in the middle, then Saka, Odegaard, and I would think Aubameyang playing just behind the centre-forward, who's Lacazette. So he's, he's, he's done what he normally does. He's thrown us completely off track, isn't he? Great he's bench, though. <laughs> yeah, he's a, a wonderful bench, Amanda. Beautiful bench. So that's one of the things. Yeah. And if, listen... He's playing to West Ham strengths, isn't he? He's got to. He's got to combine. They're above us at the moment, and they're playing really well. So they're the, he's got to look at that. And I'm not unhappy with that. Where's Cedric? He's on the bench. That's interesting. I wonder bench, why. Yeah. Oh, okay. Wonder why. That is interesting for me. I think Chambers yeah. played really well against Burnley, so obviously mm. he's got the nod again. Um, I thought he was the only player who played well against Burnley, as it goes, Chambers. So I think that's that's fair enough to have him. I like Cedric a lot. And I think he's better than Bellerin. I also think that Chambers is better than Bellerin. I think Bellerin's 
oh, Jesus, can't wait for him to go. So yeah. I think yeah. that, yeah, you look at that team and that's fairly strong. You know, Bamiang on the left and Lacazette, he's trying it again. It hasn't worked with the last. I personally feel like we've tried that before and it hasn't worked before. I think we need one or the other. But let's Agreed. hope that we can we can try and try and see something today. Massive fan of this Erdegaard, Ferg. Massive, massive fan of this lad. I think, you know, if we, if we can try and do some business there in the summer, it'll be a great signing from what we've seen already. Much rather I mean, get he, he, Erdegaard he than He seems keen to stay as well, doesn't he? He seems keen to stay as well. If you believe what you read, I'm, 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 I'm hearing good things. And um, he's happy here. So... You know, if Real Madrid are happy for us to do some business, great stuff. Um, I don't want to survive us. He can go back. But Erdegaard, yeah, I would try and do some business there. Um, obviously, Party and Chaka is strong, as we mentioned. I fancied Pablo Marie to get the nod today, and he has done. Chambers and, and Aubameyang on the left are the biggest shocks for me out of that team. But it's not a bad side at all. Well, maybe he's gone for Chambers because of height. Yeah. You know, because they're, they're quite tall there. But... I, I think it's. I think it's going to be something like four, two, three, one, isn't it? Let's look at this. Yeah, well, yeah, that's that's, that's, that's Fabianski, Kufal, Dawson, Diop, Cresswell, oh, Suchek, oh, Rice, which is a good team. Oh, look oh, at it. Marama oh, oh. and Antonio. Antonio worries the hell out of me. Oh, God, he's big. Yeah. He's strong. Um, so yeah, uh, it's going to be a tough. Going to have an amazing game, isn't he? <laughs> <laughs> isn't he's he going to pay like. Peak, God knows, though, like Schmeichel or something. He's never been Flappiansky since he left, is he? <laughs> I rated him, actually, a lot of the time. I didn't think he was that bad, but anyway. Right. right. Going, well, back that's the selection, going back to our selections, Willian doesn't even make the bench. So, Willian's not has, has he got a knock or is he, he not getting a look in or... Seems strange because he's he had, probably just rotation. Uh, but, uh, probably just yeah, rotation. Emery seemed to have a lot of faith in him. I am, I'm, I'm really worried about Laka Anal because Dan nailed it. Dan said, you know, we've tried it and tried it and tried it, it didn't work. And two out of four strikers, it, it worries me a bit. But Arteta's proved us all wrong before, so hopefully he'll prove us all wrong again today, and we'll get a nice, nice, tasty win. You know, so yeah. We've got to trust him. Got to trust in him, Fergus. Just, just, I, can I just go back to something Amanda said just now? And I mentioned it on the other yeah, podcast, right? Just drifting slightly off the West Ham game today, but I'd really like to get Dan's view on it as well. When Albert turned up late, right? It got Arteta got a lot of stick on social media for for going out and giving an interview, and they said hanging Albamiang out to dry, right? And, and, and the, the television made a point to keep going to Albamiang sat there sulking in the stands. And I said it before, and I want to say it though when Amanda and when Dan are here, because I want to get their views, right? I thought Arteta handled it superbly. Because by going out and talking to the press, and what Arteta said to the press was Albamiang was late to the party. Albamiang has been dropped because of that. Don't ask me anymore because you'll never know what goes on in the dressing room. By saying that to the press, it's cut the speculation right out. It gave the press no opportunity to speculate with their stories all week about what might have been going on, Albamiang this, Albamiang that. And then as for Albamiang sulking in the stands during the game, uh, rightly so he should have been sulking in the stands. I think it showed that the bloke was thinking about his actions and that he was sat there and that he was actually on, on his mind that, that he couldn't do it again. If if Albamiang had stood in the, sat in the stands and been his normal jokey self, laughing and, and, and playing with the other the, the other players, you know, as he always does, Albamiang is a, he's a smiley sort of chap, then would have all, everyone would have been saying, look at him, look at him. 
He's not listened to what Arteta said. Arteta's dropped him and he sat there laughing and joking. So I thought Aubameyang, Arteta, and it perfectly, gave the press no chance to get their daggers in, put it to bed, move on. But I just wonder what these guys think about it, Fergus, about the way he dealt with it. Dan, you go first, Gum. So I wasn't a fan when it first happened. I would have rather Arteta just come out and said, I'm rotating today. Um, and Lacazette gets the nod um, because we played a lot of games. But then when I look at what that has now done since the way that he dealt with it, I think it was spot on because we've moved on from it now. And I don't think we would have if he would have just said that because I think people would have been making up loads of Chinese whispers, loads of rumours, Abamyang's leaving, Abamyang's doing this, Abamyang's still not over his mental health issues, Abamyang's still not over the stuff happening in his family, Abamyang's going to leave, Abamyang was late. All of these sort of rumours that would have come out. And I think that what he's actually done there is actually spot on. He's come out and said the reason he's um, been dropped is for disciplinary reasons. He was late and I don't accept that at his football club. Spot on. And obviously he sat there with a hump in the ground, which is what he should do because it's a North London derby. Um, but what I do want to do is move on from it now as a football club. I don't want this to be hanging over for weeks and weeks because Absolutely. I don't want, you know, I don't want Aubameyang to be sat there for three or four weeks still talking about this. Um, as far as I'm concerned, he is the captain. I don't agree with it. I think that it should be given to Kieran Tierney. However, he is our captain. We've got to stay behind him. And let's be honest, he's played 29 games and scored 13 goals. That's not a shambolic season, is it? He's just not the, 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 the way that he is. He's not He's not 20 goals like he was last season. So let's get behind him and see how he can do with Bamiyan because I still think he's a goal machine. I just think he needs to get his head right. Okay, so when it came out, we were um, on the hybrid squad. We were podding with Kevin Sophie. And we all went, oh, Aubameyang's not playing. Um, and then it came out they'd been dropped. And we were like, okay, why? And I got messages after messages, people telling me all different things. And then it came out that he was late. And all of us went spot on, absolutely. And and Soph isn't as much into Arteta as me and Kev are. We, you know, we really believe in the process, as Dan loves <laughs> me to say. Um, but she was fully behind Arteta as well. Um I slightly, you know, I started to play devil's advocate because I am very much pro Arteta. I really am. But I started to think a bit like Dan. He could have said rotating. He rotates every game. So just done it this time. anyone would question it. I don't think it would have been. What I love, and, you know, then I went off that sort of idea. And what I love about it is the fact that he takes no shit. Oh, excuse me if I'm not allowed to swear, sorry. Mm. He takes no nonsense right? And now that shows if he drops the captain, he can drop anyone. And then it shows who's in charge. And that is what we've needed since Wenger joined us 20 odd years ago. That manager is in charge. If he's prepared to drop the captain for being late to a North London derby, going on TV and saying he's late, would, we move would, on. Would, would Wenger have done that? No, but we wouldn't have known. Millions of things must have gone on under Wenger that we didn't know mm. about. Um, but but every manager is different. I'm not here to criticise or praise Wenger. I'm talking about our current manager. For me, has done exactly the right thing. Um, I and I would have come out and said it. He could have said rotating. No one would have blinked an eye. Eyelid, eyelash, whatever it is. But because it, it's more of this is what he's been doing every game. But the fact that he took the balls to do that to our 320 grand a week uh, international striker, I loved it. I, I'm well up for what he's done because no one's going to mess with him now. And you know what? I don't care if you are late or whatever it is. Some people have said, oh, he was late. It's North London derby. You've got to play him and penalise him Monday. 
get in the bin with that one. I'm telling you, you've got to penalise him now. Take away what he wanted to do. He would have wanted to play in that derby. And then we all knew he'd pick him Thursday. I had no doubt. And that's the right thing to do. He'd paid for his penance. It's not the end of the world. Move on. Um, and it has it has killed it. Not many people are speaking about it this week. We had a joke on Thursday. I tweeted saying, um, I bet a Bamiang's at the ground at 11.05 in the morning just to make sure he's not late. But that was it, a bit of, bit of fun and we move on. And no one's really picked up on it. Um, and to me, he stamped his authority and it's what he needs to do. Um, <laughs> loads of people agreeing with you and Dan in, in the chat saying that uh, Arteta, we had it um, uh, before, um, Arteta done the right thing. For me, Arteta seems like a combination of a bit fingerish, a bit peppish, a bit um, George Graham in the discipline side of things as well. And, and, I, and, I, and I'll, I do like it. And that's why I hope he does is a success and, and makes good of it. Um, Trev, a few people asking, Kai and I think it's John asking in the chat about our chance conversion. What is that? Something new? A conversion rate, I suppose, is what they're talking about. What, what do you make of what's happening with um, our... our um, our conversion rate at the moment. If you look at Lacazette, he needs six or seven opportunities yeah. to score a goal. Amiang, yeah. as we talked about earlier, is taking time after time. Um, Eddie's not getting a look in. I don't think he's good enough personally. Uh, and Martinelli is on the on the fringes at the minute. Pepe is wasteful as well. Yeah. Well, look, I, I, going back to the interview from Arteta that I read this morning on the app, it's another thing I've written down here. Um, his words were, Arteta's words were, we are, and, and read into this what you will, we are creating enough chances to win games. And looking at the chances we've missed, he's right. We are creating enough chances to win games. Undoubtedly, we are. We're just not taking the chances. And that's why it's really important that we get Aubameyang and Lacazette and Odegaard's missed a couple. Saka's had a couple of big misses, you know. And uh... <laughs> He's such a dickhead, so... isn't he? <laughs> so... <laughs> American filters aren't on, so, are they? <laughs> oh, Fergus, we're going to get a chance to discuss that comment with him soon. Hey, yes. um, <laughs> but but trying to concentrate on what, on what Arteta, as his words were, we are creating enough chances to win games. So you can read into that what you like, you know. But I think we are creating enough chances to win games. And if we cut out the mistakes at the back and start taking one or two more of those chances... It's a different season, isn't it? I know it's all lifts and butts, but I'm, you know, I'm still full of hope, mate. I'm still full of hope that I think that, those, that we I might think those, those chances at the back we definitely need to address. We have conceded in the last eleven games our longest uh, run without a clean sheet uh, is fourteen games. So I'm hoping for a clean sheet today. Uh, I don't know if that's going to be possible. Um, I don't know. I'm going to predict my score prediction for today. I'm going to go 2-3 two, uh, two, to Arsenal. No, I think I went 2-1. What, what did I predict? I think I went 3-2 oh, Arsenal, you went. I went 3-2, yeah. 3-2 Arsenal. Trev, what are you going to go for? 4-0. <laughs> He's been on I the drink, everyone. Captain's in the house. Uh, Amanda, what are you going to go for? I've already uh, predicted Friday night 3 2 to us, funny enough. So we got the same. Okay. Um, and Dan, what are you going to go for? 
I think everyone's seeing this is a very easy game and um, I don't think it will be. So I just don't see three points, unfortunately, um, today. I think they're a good side. They've got great mentality. It's definitely shifted. They're, um, they're free. I had um, a West Ham fan on our pod uh, Friday night and um, I said the game that really lifted them was the comeback, the 3-3 free uh, Spurs. And then since then, they've just looked a different side. Um, their recruitment has been superb. Suchek and Sufal. Lingard has come in and done well. Obviously, um, Bowen last year that they got looks great. Ben Rama looks like he's got some some talent from Brentford. I've gone one one today. I think it'll be tough. One one. Would a draw be would would a draw be a bad result then, Dan? No, it wouldn't. Believe it or not. Um, yes. If it was to ask me at the start of the season. Then yeah, it would have been. It'd been a dreadful result. It would have been. Oh, you know, we dropped points at West Ham, who are a side that are. 12th to 15th in the league. But a side that are 4th or 5th, with a side that are 10th, yeah, 1-1's all right. Just don't lose, do you know what I mean? Um, I, as long as the performance is there, Fergus, I don't care. I just want to see the performance, yeah? If we start to see a, a consistent performance with this team, I might start to think, finally, this manager's getting it right. But this bloody win one and then lose one and then win two and then lose one, it just drives me insane. We need to see good performances and then I'll start to become more, more positive. At the moment... I think it's going to be too tough for us to take three points. So I'm going to go 1-1. One, one. Uh, John in the chat, uh, congratulations. Our commiserations, I don't know which way it is. Uh, oh. got <laughs> uh, he wants KT to marry him. So obviously he's had a, a real identity crisis along the way somewhere. Um, I think it's interesting, isn't it? I'm, I'm, I'm looking at some of the comments. Everyone's very, very positive we're going to win today, apart from Dan. But... The thing is, I'm with Dan on this. I, I, I it's this. This is a tough game. We haven't. I, I was there the last time, I think, at the London Stadium when we wore that awful peppermint kit. We didn't even yeah. turn up. I know it's a different time, but it's not Ozil easy to go there. Huh? Ozil was awful that game as well. Yeah, we just. It, it was an absolute waste of time. It was one of those games where Arsenal just didn't turn up at all. Um, yeah. But West Ham have come on leaps and bounds this season and are still in with a chance of Champions League because of who they are and what they've done. And David Moyes is a great manager, and you know he's doing well. Everyone's doing well. If we win today, it's going to be massive for us. I know how the times have changed, but I'm watching all the res all the comments come in, and everyone thinks we're going to win like three or four nil. I mean, I've gone three two because I'm trying to be a bit positive, but I wouldn't be surprised if we did lose today. And that is because they're a very good side, West Ham. So let's all not be that cocky. I said, I said, I said at the start of the show, didn't I? I said at the start of the show that West Ham, you can make a case for West Ham being the best team in London, and we have to mm. hold our hands up and say that is the case. That they're having a cracking season under a good manager and they're playing good football, and they've got some fantastic results. Um, so, yeah, when I say 4-0, I say 4-0 because I'm an Arsenal fan and I want us to win 4-0, yeah. and that's what my predictions are all about. A, 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 win, a, a win today, a win today, like Dan, Dan is nailed it. The only thing we've lacked this season is we, we're capable of a great performance and we're capable of a poor performance, and we want to put a run together of half a dozen of the great performances and then we'll start seeing a lot more confidence. And like Dan said, if we won today, after the last week we've had, take Olympiacos out of it, after the league games, then we're on that little bit of a run. And we're beat. if we win today, we're beating a very, very good football team. We have played very well and we've beaten a good football team. But how yeah? funny was it, well, though, Trey? Old... Sorry, Gum. 
No, I'll tell you how I want this season to end, right? This is this is a perfect Ilzy, old man Ilzy season, right? <laughs> we win a few games to the end of the season now and we finish in the top seven and we get into the at least the Europa Conference League, whatever that is, right? Let me finish. We we win the Europa League, so we we go into the Champions League. Either of them will do. I prefer the Europa League. But after this week, right? After this week, I'm going to lighten the mood a bit here, right? After this week, after their result in Zagreb and the kind of manager Marino is, it's quite likely that that lot down the road could implode, you know. They could implode. And if their league form goes out the window and City beat them in the League Cup final, they could take their nice, posh, brand-new, shiny toilet bowl and not even have a European, European football next season. Now, that, for me along with us playing in the Champions League, would be hilarious. Be hilarious, because as I've told you before, and I'll tell you again, having a big, shiny new stadium don't make you no big team. You ain't no big team down that road. Come back with another half a dozen league titles and another half a dozen FA Cups, and then I'll think about it. Until then, stop keep telling me you're a big team, because you're not. Right, rant do over. You, I'm done. Go on, Trey. Go on, <laughs> Do you think uh, that um, Mourinho will last? Um, last the distance. Will Will he stay till the end of the season? There, I want him to stay. Oh yeah, he'll be there to the end of the season. I just don't know whether he'll be there next season. But you know what was funny Thursday night? We lost, but it didn't feel like a loss because we were through, so it didn't really matter. Then everyone switches over to watch the Dino game, and I, I swear I was plutzing more in that game than I was in our game. It was so bizarre what had happened, and the <laughs> since that moment when the final whistle went and Tottenham were out, and Mourinho actually came on and actually threw all his players under the bus, which made me laugh. Um, the actual jokes and memes, it's just hilarious. Honestly, I've not stopped getting videos and memes and and honestly, it's just been great. It is, It has. And, yeah. you know, I know we lost, but we didn't really lose. It was a weird scenario, wasn't it? I wasn't that upset. What I was upset was because we was on a little run and it was a shame, really, that to actually have a stat as we lost, yeah. you know, not that it meant anything. But, um, well, hopefully today... You know, we've got, what, 40 minutes to kick off. Let's just yep. hope we turn up, we go for it, and Aubameyang scores. Because i got a feeling today, because he didn't actually play with the bad attitude Thursday. Nothing just went for him. I actually thought he was. He looked like he wanted to play. We all want Mourinho. Um, we all want Aubameyang to get back to what he was last season and blast the net. That's it. You know, what else can we say? No one wants to drop him, but if he's not, if he's going to continue not to score, it's it's so important that we have someone that can. We have so many chances we don't convert. That's the problem. We Dan, would, would you exactly. would you would you at the end of the season, Dan, if Aubameyang doesn't improve on form, which of the two would you sell if you were to sell either Lacazette or Aubameyang? I'd sell Lacazette because uh, one of them's got a, a contract with us and the other one's going to go for nothing. So I'd get rid of Lacazette and upgrade him. Mm. Uh, and hopefully by then Aubameyang can sort his head out because there's goals in him for 100%. Yes. Yeah. Um, and I think we need to find that form back. And I believe in him. I do believe in Aubameyang. I still think that he's going to get uh, the, the goals that we mm. need um, <clears throat> because he's too good. You know, the stats don't lie. He's done it for 10 years, not 10 months. This guy is a goal scorer. And I think that, you know, you don't lose that overnight. He is definitely going to come good again. We just need to get his head right. It's mental. It's not lack of... You don't just become rubbish striker overnight. As for Jose Mourinho, I think he's doing a fantastic job. 
long may it continue. We want you to stay. We want you to stay. <laughs> <laughs> Jose Mourinho, we want you to stay. Listen, him him losing the dressing room was hilarious. The other one was hilarious was um, somebody in, in Joe Hart's uh, social media um, team oh. Uh, posting up uh, 3-0 job done, not known. Obviously, it was somebody who doesn't even understand the offside rule, I would have, I would expect, because they didn't realise that they were losing 3-0. And uh, his apology was... Uh, <laughs> and what a week, like, what week for a genus as well, coming out with that tweet. Honestly, oh, I had it saved with three minutes to go. I had it saved where he put, you know, the driving one where he was driving around and Top Gear or whatever it was. Yeah. I had that saved ready and it, it got pressed tweet as soon as that whistle went. Because <laughs> you know what? I, I, I can watch a game that's not Arsenal and not be biased. If Tottenham, if, you know, we've often seen Son score wonder goals. We're going to say it. If it's a penalty, it's a penalty. But what he did on Match of the Day against us and, and Tottenham was a joke. Because it, you know what I, I tweeted in? You obviously don't know the rules, nor to Mourinho. If it's a foul, it don't matter if it's in the penalty area or outside the box, it's a foul. If it's in the penalty area, it's a penalty. There is it. It's not anything complicated. And and the fact that Mourinho did that made me realise what he knows about football. <laughs> and then Gina's doing that. But... The thing is with Genus, to my Genus, he, he actually isn't a terrible pundit. That's the thing with Jermaine Genus. When it comes to Tottenham, he is awful. Oh, yeah. He's yeah. the most biased man. He's actually an all right pundit as it goes. I don't think, I mean, he got pundit of the year, didn't he? Was it two years ago? Um, as voted by BBC. So he's actually not terrible when you actually want wanting to analyse a game of football. But when it comes to Spurs, he's unreal. The other guy who's hilarious, who is a terrible pundit, is Tim Sherwood, who just cries and cries and cries <laughs> about Spurs and puts one to 11s up with a combined Arsenal and Spurs, just puts 11 Tottenham players on the field. He is the most he's the most deluded pundit I've ever seen in my life. And it was just funny watching them all come out and cry that it wasn't a penalty and that, you know, some of the memes I saw that, you know, if all three of those goals were disallowed, Tottenham would be through. Stuff like <laughs> yeah. that, you know, it's just brilliant. <laughs> I, and I, just, I absolutely <laughs> love it because... You know, I, you look I, at it, and, and and I just can't stand was, these individuals. And so this is the season quiet, they won the league in November. You know, absolutely, yeah, absolutely. Um, I was, I, the I was disappointed. I, 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 and I'm saying this with a smile. I was so disappointed with Martin Keown on match of the day. So was I. Gen so Genesis, his, his bottom lip had gone. Genesis, he was talking absolute. Absolute rubbish. He was in bits. His toys were all over the match of the day studio. And Keown had that opportunity to just push him over the edge. It would only have took a, a, nothing, just a little comment <laughs> or two, and Jenis would have gone. And I thought I thought Keown missed a trick there. But oh, I, it, it was hilarious. It was great viewing, quality viewing. It was, it but, was it, but it was really Fergus. weird what Keown said, though, wasn't it? Because... He agreed with Jenis and said it wasn't a it was a very soft penalty and it was like does anyone know the rules? I know it's yeah, a bit penalty weird. Penalty or a hard penalty? There's still a penalty. It's a penalty. I was quite yeah, surprised about that, that, that. But that, listen, it's that was fun. a foul outside the box, so therefore it's a foul it's inside a foul the box. Inside so the box. so it's, a penalty. It, it's a penalty. Um, if it was given against us, I said it when we done the the roundup of the the Tottenham game. We probably would be moaning saying it was really soft, but it's still a penalty. Um, one funny story on Jermaine Genus. Um, when Tottenham used to train at Luxborough Lane in Chigwell, just around the corner from me. Mm. Um, 
they, they came out of their, their dome training ground thing and Genius came out in his car and there was two guys driving down in a van to dump their stuff because the recycling centre's opposite. Yeah. And <laughs> he, he, he wouldn't give way at all. So they got out of the car and went, what are you going to And they walked up to the car. He absolutely crapped his pants. It was, and, he, and he'd done that crying face that you would done on Match of the Day. I've seen it before. It definitely is. It definitely is true. Amanda, thank you very, very much for joining us on Guns You're welcome. Origins. Tell everybody Wait, where Fergus, they can check Fergus, you out. I ain't done yet. I ain't Don't done be rude yet. the lady speaking. Let, I'm going to let Amanda to speak. Don't you dare cut off without coming back to me, pal. Oh, Sorry, geez. Amanda. I love you, princess. Carry <laughs> on now. It's because he's on a delay, isn't it? That's why. Bless no, him. I'll, like tell that what, anyway. I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what's been best about today. That microphone covers half his face at times, which only gives me half the headache. Which is no, nice. go on, Trev. Have your little rant before I go. Go on. No, uh, no. Do you know what, Amanda? I'm not ranting. I, I just, I just, I found this Arteta interview so interesting this morning, and his final couple, his final three points, right? Were that he trimmed the squad in January. And, and he feels there's much more quality in the squad now. The squad has been much tighter in January, since since January when he trimmed the squad. Mm-hmm. Tighter, reading that what you will. And finally, his last sentence was, they're already planning for the summer. So does that mean he's now looking at taking this another step in the summer and, and, and the actions of going forward continue? So I, I just wanted to get that in because I thought it was really important. Sorry I cut you off, Amanda. That's sorry, all right, I'll don't worry. You Can you do me a favour, Trev? Yeah? Trev, do me a favour. Can you tweet me that uh, article link? Because I'm not very good at all this IT stuff. And I'd like to you're read asking. it when I get off. You're asking me, are you? You've, oh, yeah. You've got <laughs> can someone do it? <laughs> tweet me on Twitter so I can have a look. Um, yeah. Thank you oh, for yeah. having me, Fergus. And as always, always Arsenal. Always. <laughs> Let's hope we beat the bubbles. Yeah? Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Take care, everyone. Dan, See you soon. Thank you. Dan, uh, yeah, later, PG. where can people catch up and, uh, with you as well? Obviously, you do Guns and Yellow Ribbons, but you do some other stuff as well. Yeah, sure. Uh, Twitter, at DanArsenal87, uh, at same old AFC for same old Arsenal on Mondays and Fridays at 7 o'clock. Cheers for having me on, Ferg. Brilliant. Thank you. And Trev, do you want to say anything? Have you Are you finished? Can we... Uh, yeah, I'm done. I'm just trying to work out. I'm just oh, trying to work him. out Twitter. Out of the princess, there, princess. It'll come through sometime in the next five years. I'll work it out. All right, Dan. <laughs> Dan, <laughs> Dan, will you do it for me? You're young. I'll sort it. I'll sort it, PJ. Don't worry. Um, you right, can come lovely. and join us all after the game because we're going to be on the hybrid squad. Come and say hello. And that's Sounds where it's yeah, straight after yeah, the game. Straight after five minutes after, we'll be on. Me, Kev, Soph. Okay. But thank you, everybody. You have been watching the Guns and Yellow Ribbons and Arsenal podcast by Arsenal fans for Arsenal fans. If you like what we do, click subscribe on YouTube. Uh, we are uh, building up a, a little bit of a subscription uh, on there. Uh, you can also follow us on Facebook at Guns and Yellow Ribbons, Twitter at Guns and Ribbons, and Guns and Yellow Ribbons on Instagram, although I don't really use that very much. Uh, only one last thing to say up the arse. Up the arse. You've been listening to Guns and Yellow Ribbons, an Arsenal podcast by Arsenal fans for Arsenal fans. Follow us on Facebook at Guns and Yellow Ribbons and Twitter at Guns and Ribbons. And remember to rate and review us too.